What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of From Broadway to Belmont. I am your host, Chris DeSelms. With me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Kevin Koff. Kevin, jump in, say hello to everyone. What's up? Back again. Episode 2-0. Up in the 20. 20s now. I know. We Very exciting. It. The we haters didn't think they would make it, but you know, we're tr- we're trudging along. I didn't think we'd make it just because I didn't <laughs> think the se- I didn't think the season was going to go off on time. Yeah, so. facts. We would be we'd be what what were we going to shift to? Oh, propane. If you know what we're talking about, you're, uh, you're an OG listener. Yeah, so yeah, 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 we're yeah. lucky this isn't propane cast at episode twenty. <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, welcome back. Quite the week. Um, yeah. You know, kind of like n- boring for both teams for the most part. I mean, like range. I like. Um, Rangers played excited. a couple games. I was pretty excited for the Islanders. <laughs> Did they win all all their games? Uh, they went three zero and one. They should have. They should have won four for four, but they blew it to the Penguins. Yeah, the Rangers went as of tonight because they played the Sabers, uh, two and one. So uh, I'll just do a quick recap since I got less games and really not much to recap on um, two of the games. Uh, they played the Blue Bruins on Friday. Uh, I, I I don't know what happened. They were just I think. They were out muscling the Bruins. It just seemed like the Bruins weren't ready to play. Uh, we wore them the, out. <laughs> the score, the score, yeah, the score showed. I mean, they lost six to two. Uh, they let up two goals in twelve seconds. So I mean, tough game <laughs> for for everyone in the Bruins. But uh, the the one thing is that I kind of knew they were going to come back uh, hungry with a vengeance on Sunday when they played the Rangers for a second time. Um, and they did just that. Uh, they they won four to one. The Rangers really came out flat. I, they did not ride any of the momentum they had after that big win. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like a boring game. Bruins just kind of beat the shit out of the Rangers after the Rangers beat the shit out of them. Um, one thing I want to make note of is that I don't know why I never really noticed it when he was I think on the Wild because I think he's only played on the Wild and the Bruins. But Charlie Coyle has one of the most punchable faces I think in the NHL. I, like, really? I don't know why he scored two goals against the, against the Rangers, and like <laughs> he's just like I, I I don't know if it was just like he's just morphed into this just like like I, I don't want to call him a scumbag because that's a reserved for like a Tom Wilson type guy, but he's just like he's he's just an ass. Like I just I see him and I go. He's I me punch. no. He, he said the Islanders no wrong. So I want. I see him and I want to punch him in the face. Like I'm just like you got a punchable face. I don't like you. I just I don't know. There's just something <laughs> good, about good him. Player, I, though. Good player. I think that's a thing. Like he's not terrible, but like I just I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't I don't like him. Um, and then yeah, the Rangers played um, uh, the Sabers tonight. Um, Jack Eichel's former team. Uh, <laughs> coming this summer so but we'll get into that later uh they win three to two shestjorkin almost scored a goal his shot got blocked they pulled the goalie and he had the puck on his stick and literally <laughs> just starts skating out and just just throws the puck up in the air and it um it hit a defenseman like in like the chest or the shoulder um like around the blue line the sabers blue line and i was like i think that actually might have had a chance to go in or just like hit <laughs> off like a post or something but um I didn't really catch most of this game. I know they scored, I think, two goals in the first period and then a goal in the second period, and then the third period was pretty quiet for, for both teams. The Sabres, uh, I think, were trying to claw them claw their way back in the third period, only being down uh, one goal. Um, but otherwise, it was just a uh, it was a good win. Rangers needed a win after coming off a tough loss. Um, 
and got to showcase some players in front of Jack Eichel. Oh, and Philip Edel came back. So it was <laughs> ah, nice to boy. see him back. Yep, love to see him back. And um, Capo Caco is officially off the COVID protocol list, so um, he'll be, uh, you know, working his way back to the team um, once he passes some team protocol. But otherwise, th- that, that's pretty much it for the Rangers um, in terms of games. I'm going to throw it over to you to go over some of the Islanders games real quick. And then uh, we'll talk Eichel because that's been the, uh, the talk of the town this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, definitely great for the Islanders. Uh, you talked about how the Bruins got stopped by the Rangers, but the Bruins also got stopped by the Islanders the night before, 7-2. to two. Um, It was 2-2 going to the third, and the Islanders just exploded for five goals in the third period against Halak. It was the first time they were playing him since 2014 because he was on the Islanders, and then they just never – the Bruins never played him against the Islanders, weirdly enough, because Tuka Rask was so good. But I don't know what prompted them to play him that night, but did not end well. I mean, I'm not going to fault it on him, but the Islanders just exploded. Uh, it's basically Oliver Wallstrom's first real goal. I mean, his first one, he basically hit off the guy's back and off a stick and whatever. It wasn't a real goal, but he scored that game. Uh, he scored again uh, against the Penguins, and he scored against the Devils. So he's got four games now, and this is officially the Oliver Wallstrom hype train is in full effect. Uh, he's finally here. It's nice to have a nice pure prime scorer. Had a nice wrist shot goal tonight. Uh, so he's got four goals. I don't know how many Laugh has now. He's got two two goals. Is that correct? Yeah, two goals, uh, three assists at this point. Oh, he was also – he's – Thank you to all the haters and losers who were chirping him and saying he was a bust because you you awoke the beast within him. He um mm-hmm. three mm-hmm. points in his last three games, two assists, one goal. Uh, he's he just said in an interview today or yesterday that he's um he said he feels like he's finally back in hockey shape. So uh, I'm 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 I would be worried if I was the NHL because I mean to be to be fair, just hand him the Stanley Cup now. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, God, no! I don't want to go that far. I, I can't do that without Panarin. Um, he's a he's a guy, and I guess like you could say this for a, a lot of players, but like, and and then maybe that's why a lot of these younger guys, besides like Stutzel, um, who just has like a ton of goals, he's not really contributing much else besides that. Um, it, like in Lafreniere's case, he didn't play a meaningful game of hockey for almost a year. Like he literally did nothing for a year. So I mean, like he wasn't in the best of shape. Or he was in good shape, but not like game ready shape. So obviously at nineteen, it took him a little longer to uh, get back in the form. But um, yeah, he's he's back. But um, I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hop off from the uh, Oliver Wallstrom train. <laughs> I, I hijacked the train for a little bit, but I'm the but train. I'm giving the uh, I'm giving the, the conductor. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving the conductor the controls again. I I've decided to leave the train. We're going to no, another we, cart. We, <laughs> we, <laughs> we knew we knew uh, Lafreniere was going to get back on track. I think everybody knew that. But Wallstrom Let's was go. great. <laughs> it's weird because Wallstrom was pretty poor in the AHL, and he kind of struggled in Sweden over the COVID break. But I don't know if it's Barry Trotz or he feels more comfortable playing on the NHL level, but he's looked absolutely fantastic. It's great to see him and Noah Dobson being 21 and 20 years old, respectively, like be like a major part of the future of this franchise. Like. Having a top scoring winger and a top puck moving defenseman would be absolutely huge for the Islanders, and it's finally becoming kind of a realization after so many busts like Hosang, Dalcole, Reinhardt, Strom. It's like the list goes on and on, but to have these two is like fantastic. All right, uh, hold on. Uh, 
we can't call Strom a bust because he's going to be packaged in an Eichel trade at some point. So we really, we really don't want any executives in Buffalo hearing that audio. So if you were listening to that audio, uh, Kevin's going to, he's, he's, he's uh-huh. saying he's redacting it. Strom <laughs> is so good, man. He's, he's going to be like a 50 goal scorer next year. Oh my God. You're going to want to give him the big ticket when he is, he hits free agency. He's so good. Okay. Back to what you were Easily, saying. Easy 60 goal scorer for sure. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's nice to see that somebody finally pan out. I mean, he looks comfortable defensively, offensively. I mean, the, the guy's got one of the best shots probably I don't want to say in the league because there's a lot of good snipers, but I mean, man, for a 19 year old, 20 year old, excuse me, like this guy's got an absolute rocket of a shot. And I mean, he scored a beautiful one time against Pittsburgh, beautiful wrist shot against the Devils tonight. And uh, yeah, those are looking good. Islanders probably should have won 4-0 after that. Uh, Boston game gave up a third period goal to Pittsburgh, lost in overtime on a garbage knuckle puck Chris Otang goal, but that's okay. Came back. Next night, Ilya Sorokin, shutout, second straight shutout. That was a beautiful. Islanders were about to start the Devils tonight, but they give a goal with 13 seconds left. That kind of sucked. But, um, yeah, you hate to see that to Miles Wood. But, uh, I mean, I have no complaints. They've been playing great. It's nice to see them, uh, quote-unquote, back. And the best part of this whole venture, not, I mean, knock on wood, I suppose, but the next three games over the next – yeah, you guys um, play the Sabres. The Sabres. We played three we got three games against the Sabres, baby. So wouldn't Sam it be Sam made a <laughs> Sam made it a point to mention that tonight. He's like, the Sabres are going to Long <laughs> Island. <laughs> oh, Sam Rosen. But yeah, I mean I, I've been very pleased. Varlamov looks great. Sorokin settling in. Wallstrom and Dobson look great. I mean, the only thing I'm concerned about is that the defense, Andy Green looks a little tired. Um, I mean, he's uh, he's in his upper 30s. He's He's been around the league for a while, and we have no feasible seventh defenseman besides, I mean, Sebastian Ajo and Thomas Hickey, which isn't really going to cut it right now. But um, I'm, I'm very pleased with where the Islanders are. I'm extremely, extremely, extremely excited about where Alfred Wallstrom is. I mean, uh, I, I can't say enough good things about how he's played, which is great. Matt Barzell looks fantastic. Andersley's up to 10 goals already, I believe. Uh, he scored tonight. Let me check that. Uh, sorry, nine goals. So he's almost had 10 goals already, which is pretty damn good, I'd say. Um, in 22 games, 10 goals almost. We'll take that all day. I mean, that's a pretty good pace over an 82-game season. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I certainly can't complain at all about how they've been playing. And I hope that Thursday, Saturday, Sunday against Buffalo is uh, continues to streak because then you got the Bruins, who they played great, and then three against the Devils again. So there's a lot of opportunity to pick up points, which I think is the most important thing in this stretch coming up for the Islanders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely for sure. And I think like the Rangers have like the exact opposite schedule. They just play, I think, either Pittsburgh or Boston, Washington and Philly, just a bunch. Um, I've gone over it a couple times. I really don't feel like looking at it again. Uh, bad podcasting by me, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm tired and, you know, it is what it is. So, um, but yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's it's. The the, the the Islanders got a got a nice three game uh bout or three games against uh the the Sabres, which would be nice. And also hopefully I was just it goes well. It. Yeah, man. I mean, hopefully it does. I was just thinking about it, and what's crazy is like like uh, and you just mentioned Green being like in like his mid to I guess like upper thirties. Yeah. Like, like hockey looks, like he, looks much like, older. <laughs> hockey like guys who were like in their mid 30s like they look so much older than they are but it's like <laughs> it's like the only sport where it's like once you turn like third like once you're in like your mid 30s like 34 like, like 34 you hit a cliff. it's like 
you're in like you're in like super veteran status like people on the are really decline, surprised like most, most oh people. yeah for sure but like i'm just like thinking like besides like football like football once you turn like 28 you're like pretty much done um but like even basketball it's like you're not like you don't see like many like vince carters in the league anymore it's like a guy who's like but like baseball is like the only sport where it's like you could be like 38 and like not great anymore but still like play like a majority of this like it's just it's just weird that's a little tangent i was thinking of in my head just like no how how old like i I don't know why (laughs) i'm thinking i'm thinking like uh green and i don't know why i just keep imagining that he looks like uh i don't even think they look alike um (laughs) I think his name is David Ross. He was he played for the yeah Red they Sox do look and the, alike and the Cubs okay yeah, Thank yeah you. they okay. do look alike yeah with the grizzly the grizzly beard yes, he doesn't yes, have a yes, he doesn't yes. have a beard right now because of lose rule but I mean he, he's definitely getting up there he's he's very he's a very savvy player I mean he's one of the smartest players on the team but you can tell he's uh he's, sometimes he struggles to keep up so definitely uh they're the only team I mean freaking Colorado has used twelve defensemen this year Downers have used six like I feel like it's just bound to cause a problem at some point when somebody gets hurt, especially if it's like a Pelic or a Pulak, like they're going to be in some more trouble than people think, but all is well in Islander world right now. I mean, I can't complain at all. I'm, I'm very pleased. Uh, everything I, we haven't seen Bellows or Komarov really. I mean, Clutterbuck came back tonight. He was hurt. So Komarov was signing into his spot, but I mean, no real difference there. Bellows is kind of in the doghouse. I don't think he's going to get out. Uh, I don't think he's going to last on this team past the, the season, but you know, it's not a here nor there. I'm pretty happy with how the top nine looks. Pajot and Wallstrom are a huge benefit. You just got to find that that extra scoring threat, and uh, things are looking good. Who knows? Maybe we'll start the the Philip Forsberg hype train to the New York Islanders, but I don't think we have the money for that. But that's okay. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, Bellows. I don't. I don't know if he's fallen out of favor. Definitely. Uh, yeah. I guess within the coaching and it's just the bad defensively, which will which will kill you in Barry Trotz's system. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, like you mentioned, you know, the Philip Forsberg and, you know, affording him. There's a guy that the Rangers could afford and has been, you know, <laughs> the topic of the, the episode. <laughs> he's the topic of the episode. He's been the topic of the week so far. He's been the topic of the NHL for, you know, the last couple of months just because of the, the situation he's in. And um, it, that's Jack Eichel. Yes. Um. So. We both have a lot of thoughts here, but well, maybe a little. Uh, I think we're both on the polar, not the polar opposite ends of the spectrum, but I think this will be a good, good discussion because we'll see, we'll see what we, we what we both think. We've been texting so, about it, obviously. So we put out a poll. I actually don't know the results of it. I haven't checked. You, Kevin, oh, actually put the poll out. I um, did. I can, I'll, I'll go pull it up while you talk. It was. It was when you think the Rangers. If they do trade for Jack Jack Eichel, like when do they um when when yeah. do they do it? I got it up. I said Monday morning poll, which we'll do more often of. If people people seem to like that, I got a decent amount of votes. So Monday morning, look look out for it. Um, I put this out and it said, "Will Jack Eichel become a Ranger?" And if yes, when? Um, forty six percent said no, he won't. Twenty percent said yes around draft time. Twenty three percent said yes at the trade deadline, and ten percent said yes, but in more than one year. So yeah, almost I was, half, I was in that camp. Almost I half. was in that camp. Yeah, fair enough. I said I voted for at the draft, but I, over half, not over half, just under half, excuse me, said no, he won't, which did surprise me a little bit. But then again, this account has half, probably half Ranger fans, half Islander fans. So take take the bias with what you will. 
Yeah, I took that result with really like a grain of salt because I, you know, it's in Rangers Islanders podcast, and I'm like, majority of the people who are probably voting no are Islanders fans that just are voting no because they don't want him to be on the Rangers. But I mean, for me, it makes sense that he um, gets traded to the Rangers because the Rangers have a lot to offer. I think, I think, and I was thinking about it today, and I and trying to be as unbiased as I could, and you had mentioned to me just texting and stuff that the Kings would probably be another good suitor for Jack Eichel if they were to, you know, you know, enter trade talks. And I'm thinking about it. And if, if the, the Sabres, you know, because they were taking calls for Eichel over the summer, like, and that's knowledge we all knew and they were close to, I guess, trading him, but ultimately decided we're not going to pull the trigger. We're going to hold on to him. They weren't ready to do it yet. They, and you know, they figured, Hey, we brought in Taylor Hall. Hey, we brought in Eric Stahl. It's like, you know, we're, we're, we're giving you pieces to maybe, you know, win some more games and show you that we're invested in kind of building a team around you and, you know, making the organization better. I don't think those guys, especially since Taylor Hall only signed a one-year deal, like that was pretty much, I, I, if, if Jack is a smart kid, and I don't really know how, like what's going on up there, but like if he's a smart kid, he knows it was COVID and Taylor Hall wants a big ticket. So why is he going to sign a big ticket and not make as much money as he, as he would in a normal free agency, you know, uh, you know, pool. It, it, it just, it's like, he's making 8 million this year and he's either going to go to Seattle, which is what we've predicted, or he's going to just <laughs> go back into free agency and get paid by someone else. And maybe it is Buffalo, but I, I just don't see it happening. I don't even know if they have the, the cap space. I don't to think you want to even go back. I, I, I can't see it. Like it was a weird move to begin with. And I mean, it's really just not working out. Like he, he, he has like, he has one goal in his last handful of games. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know. Man. It, I, yeah. So uh, like, like, and I was thinking about it and, and, and I could touch on the Rangers and, and what a trade would look like because I asked on my personal account and stuff and who would be guys that I don't move. But I'm thinking about it from the Kings perspective. And if the Rangers and I think the Kings and I don't know who else, but they were in talks with the Sabres over the summer trading him and what or trading for Eichel and whatnot. And apparently the Sabres were like, we need either Lafreniere or Kako or both. The Rangers basically went, okay, cool, hung up the phone, which is the right move to do. You, you're not going to give up both of those guys. I don't even think the Rangers would give up either of them. Maybe Kako if, if you know, the return ultimately wasn't as big. You know, if, if he's the centerpiece and maybe another prospect and maybe a pick or two, then, that, then fine. But I'm thinking about it from the Kings' perspective. If I'm the Sabres, you know they're probably going to be asking for Byfield, you know they're just gonna they're just gonna do it. They're just gonna go. Uh, if you want Eichel, we want Byfield. And I think if you're the Kings and you give up Byfield, it's kind of like a Kako situation where the return to the Sabers isn't as bad as it would be if you don't give up Byfield. Because if I realistically, if the Kings don't give up Byfield, they're gonna have to part ways with Turcott, who hasn't played a game for them yet, and he's probably their best prospect. I don't know mm-hmm. what, the, what the rest of their prospect pool looks like, but you know, for them, they're probably gonna have to give up Turcott. Maybe what is it, uh, Adrian Kempe? They'd probably have to give him up. Maybe a blue chip defensive prospect, and then a first round pick or two first round picks. I think that's probably the fairest trade for. 
Buffalo if they're going to make that trade with the Kings because, you know, that's really off the top of my head all that the Kings have to offer them. So I I just – there are obviously going to be a ton of teams that are in on the Eichel trade uh, the Eichel trade talk. He, also has because... a, he, has a, he doesn't have a no trade clause or a no movement clause either. I think that's a big factor into this because, like, like you yet. said, the Kings, yeah, in two years from now, because like the Rangers and the Kings obviously have two of the best prospect pools and they're the best options probably. Um, but what's stopping a team? What my watching today? I was texting my buddy and I was like, "What's stopping a team from Carolina from saying, hey, we'll give you two first round picks?'" Um, a blue chip defenseman and Martin Natras and something else like Natras is a really good prospect. Like they could easily jump in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was thinking about too, where I'm like, it's not this summer. It's after the 2021, 22 season is no move kicks in. And I'm like, if you're a team that's in a smaller market or you're a team that's, you know, probably could afford Eichel, but the Sabres waited too long and don't trade him until the no move kicks in. You got to be pissed with the Sabres because it's like, there's no chance they let that happen. Yeah. There's no chance. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they do, but like if it gets that far, it's like the the Sabres basically lose trade partners left and right. Because at that point, if his no move kicks in, I was going to just go, okay, um, I don't want to go to, you know, whatever, you know, the bottom 15 teams are. I think <laughs> Ari- it's like, Arizona, Winnipeg, Edmonton, the, the usual suspects. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like basically all you're doing is having him give you a list of teams that were probably in the mix anyway, so why would you wait that long? Also, it makes no sense for the Sabres to hold out and keep waiting. Do I think they rush and make a trade during the season? Absolutely no. not. I think I think, I think Eichel he's, a, he's an Eichel. rides he's out a the Sabre. rest of the season yep. in the, with the Sabers. Do I think they potentially trade him before the draft or during the draft? Maybe. I think he goes after the draft during the summer um, when either free agency opens or uh, whatever. I I just like I don't know. Um, I, I like or within the next year. I just don't I don't I think before the start of the 21-22 season he won't be on the Sabres. I just don't think the Sabres could hold out and and have that no move kick in because once that no move kicks in it's like now you've really fucked yourself from the Sabres point of view. He's also probably going to request a trade at some point if it keeps going down the path it does and Taylor I'm Hall leaves. He I think Eric I think Eric Stahl is going to leave too. I mean, Eric Stahl doesn't want to be there. The, the funniest thing was Eric Stahl didn't put Buffalo on his no trade list cuz they thought that there was no chance that he would get traded there and then he got traded there. So like yeah. I think he's definitely going to be out of there. Taylor Hall is going to leave. I mean, I know they're they're not too happy with Erasmus Ristolainen as a player. They've been shopping him for a while. I mean, the the trade request is going to come. And Jeff Skinner's looked like shit. That yeah, looks like a bad he's been, contract. He's been, he's been a scratch. Like it, it, it's just a it, it's been a horrible horrible time in Buffalo. I mean, it it's just so tough to- because and on top of all of this, you just recently fired everyone. So it's like you have no idea where you want to go with this organization. So it's almost as if like. You should probably be trading these big players or trying to get as much as value as you can and do a complete like hard reset rebuild because it's like I, again, you just though? like again. That's the thing. You, like you how much more it up can the you first take? Time. It's and either, the second time and the third time. They've been rebuilding since like 2007. That's like my thing. It's you like, got to sell the team at some point. Then it's either sell the team or do one last hard reset. You know, rebuild because yeah. it's like. Because it's like you just you fired what 
twenty something people this 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 summer before this season began. Your your st- your top your franchise guy hates your organization. Um, the, the your number one overall pick two years later says the situation sucks. You have a a star in Taylor Hall who you know isn't going to be staying. You have Eric Stahl who doesn't want to be there. Um, it, you have it's guys bad. who you, you had guys who you're paying money to. Kruger keeps fucking up the situa- situation. He's like, "Oh, uh, we're scratching Eichel because he's hurt," and then Eichel comes out saying, "I'm not hurt. I don't know why I got scratched. You know, they just scratched me out of nowhere." It's like, "Oh, like this situation could not get any worse," and then it gets worse. So, I mean, yeah, like you had mentioned, I think like both. I think the Rangers and the Kings are the. Uh, are the top suitors right now yeah. on the top of my head for making that trade. And I think it makes more sense for the Rangers to make that trade because they have, I think, better assets. They have more prospects. They have more picks. And they have the cap space. They have a ton of cap space coming. For now. For now. That's the only thing. Like It's going to become a little dicey soon enough. But I think my whole thing is that both teams have – I think this applies to Los Angeles too, but I'm going to reference the Rangers because this is obviously an under-ranger podcast. Like we, we – me and te- me and Chris, excuse me, texted about this. Like there's never really – the last time a trade like this went down, I mean, Jack Eich goes under control for five more years. He's a franchise-level player. Like not – definitely not generational like McDavid, but like a, it, I'd say it goes generational, franchise, elite, however you want to rank it. But like he, he can literally turn around a franchise. Like guys like this never, ever – especially under team control, come to the trade market. Like Sagan was probably the most recent one, but he was kind of, he was young. He was 21. He was kind of on the outs in Boston anyway. Uh, he still hadn't really proved himself necessarily, even though he had a good playoff run. I mean, the last one I can think of is honestly Ilya Kovalchuk when he got traded from the Thrashers, which is ridiculous. That was that long ago. And to be fair, they got a horrible haul for him. Like they got like a first Nick Burke first, blah, blah, blah. That's, that's a point I was going to make is that, the NHL, like NBA, you see blockbuster trades all the time, and it's James like Harden. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. And the returns are usually pretty good for both ends. Like both teams usually making those trades are, it's 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 a relatively fair trade. But the NHL, when you see or you, you like, you don't hear about blockbuster never, trades happening. Never, never happens. They never really do, and um, the returns always suck. They're terrible for the team trading away the superstar. Yeah, um, it's not a good situation goes, for sure. That's the thing. And it goes but. back as it goes as far back as the Gretzky. It's like, you know, the the Oilers were never the same after they traded him. Mm-hmm. You'll never win you never win a Gretzky trade. But yeah, that's the thing. Like I, I still know how the the new NHL is gonna like affect this because we've never seen something like this. I, I think that it's a little naive to expect them to not come does out. Kind of happen. Yeah. So, oh, so do I. I think it'd be well, not to the Rangers. Hope it goes to the Kings. But like, I think it's like naive to think that a team like LA could escape without Turcotte or like uh, Bjornfoot's of extremely good defensive prospect. Or I think the Rangers are going to have to include somebody like, I mean, like Keandre Miller or even like Kako. Like, I think it's going to take so much. I think Jack Eichel is just such an incredible player and he's literally going to be able to turn a franchise around like he's like he's that guy like he's him like that's just who he is and i think he's just caught in a garbage situation and i think it's just going to cost just a boatload and way more than people think even if the sabers i mean to be fair the sabers just have him under control for five more years i mean even if like he stays there and necessarily kind of like isn't himself and hates it like 
people are still going to fork up for him. Like, there's going to be some sort of bidding war. I think there's going to be some team out there or a handful of teams that just come in and just shock the world when Elliot Freeman says, oh, I hear the Minnesota Wild are in on Jack Eiko. Like, some, something weird's going to happen. I just know it. Like, with a player of this caliber. Mm, I think, like, and, and I've, tr- I've been, like, thinking about what does a trade between the Rangers and the Sabres look like? Mm-hmm. And I have, like, two scenarios the probably what should happen in a trade scenario and what most likely would happen or would get a deal done yeah which sh- who are players or what is a trade that should get done for for Eichel I think you trade because because my my ultimate non-touchable guys are Kako Lafreniere, Fox, Miller, Shesterkin, and Panarin. Those are the six guys that I'm saying I wouldn't include in a trade. Everyone else is on the table. I think you have to do. I think you have to take Kako off that list. I mean, as much as he's a great player, I know like Rangers fans, big fan of him. He's really proven himself this year. But I, I'm just not sure that Niels Lundqvist, as great as he is, is a blue chip enough. I mean, it's definitely a blue chip prospect at this point. I think, but. I don't think he gets you Jack Eichel as the main piece, to be honest. I think it has to be Kako, but that's my opinion. But continue. I'm just basing that off of, though, also, you you never get as great of, of a return for these superstar guys. So it's like, I just don't – if the Rangers hung up the phone over the summer over it, that seems like that's going to be the deal breaker. And you know what? The Rangers could probably – are just going to go, all right, if we're not going to get Eichel, you guys could, you know – keep messing around and if you come back to us saying okay we, we want to work a deal out you know now he's definitely not on the table so i mean mm-hmm. realistic like and, and i think the rangers have other pro like like i think kravstov would be yeah. someone that you throw in if if, if sure. it's not a cock if it's if the rangers are dead set on not giving up kako you're gonna have to go craft stuff yeah I don't, I'm, fine. I don't think- I'm fine with that like and i don't think like you know he only had 16 points this season in a shortened khl or 16 goals in a shortened you know khl still season. Pretty, i think pretty, you know, still pretty damn good khl is not yeah, so like scoring. I, like like i think he's he's an excellent player that would would really light it up in buffalo but you know uh, ultimately, I think the what should be you know the trade that makes the Sabres go okay here is I I think you need to include Mika Zibanejad potentially or okay. do like a th- do like a three team deal send Mika somewhere and, and give, then, have that team give more assets to Buffalo. I didn't think about Mika. I wasn't sure you were sold on Mika, but that like if if Buffalo wants Mika and then to. Flip him. I mean, I think that would also make sense. I don't know if Mika has a no trade cause, but that would he be. Doesn't. I think he's he's going to be a free agent like after <sighs> next season. Tough. Oh, so after not not this off season, right? Next, yeah, I believe it's okay. next season. That that could um, definitely, I think, soften the blow of Kako. I think I th- my thing was that I just don't think Buffalo is in a direct need of defensemen. That's why I was like a little unsure of Nils Lundqvist as the top piece, but I could definitely see the Zabanjad tipping the scales. But then again, then you're like. But what if you have? Sorry, I totally hijacked like uh, your your trade scenario. But my just thing is, I don't want you to get back to it in a second. Like, wh- I don't know if I would be able to or willing to give up a center duo of Zabanjad and Eichel. Like, I feel like you can find wingers. I mean, Kako is a really good player, obviously, but I feel like you can find wingers. But to find those centers like Zabanjad provides is tough. So that's my only my only piece. So yeah, I think like maybe potentially a three team trade 
maybe send Zibanej out somewhere else and then have that other team work with the Rangers and getting, you know, something over. And then the, the Sabres would also obviously give something back to the third team and Eichel would probably end up going to the Rangers. I don't think the Rangers are looking for anything else but Eichel. So, um, yeah, so I'm looking at Zibanejad's contract now. He's owed uh, 4.75 uh, after next season. So, going in so this yeah so next offseason he will be um a free agent looking at he's 28 years old and you know depending i mean this season definitely helps if you're a gm uh you know I guess he, does down. A, he does have a no movement cost though i just looked it up that's does he really yeah he does that's tough he has on active right now i feel like i wonder i'll, I'll you can continue i'm gonna try to find the specifics of how many teams it is mika does yeah that's what Cap Friendly has, and Cap Friendly is always on it. So I'm going to trust them. I'm not seeing it anywhere. That's Let's... weird. All right. I didn't I didn't think he did. I thought they just signed him for five years. Um, but I, so back to the trade. So I think you have to either include Spanjet or Heedle, which I'm okay with. I think a trade Heedle. Yep. He has a full no movement clause. Damn, I didn't know that. Mm, that makes it that makes it tough <laughs> but yeah continue all right so i guess i guess yeah scratch him then you got to include Heedle at that point then unless you unless me. you trade Zabanjad to to the third team and have that team send the assets to buffalo i guess that could be the workaround but that's not, i mean i i can't see why he want to go buffalo that's my thing i mean the players have to submit the no trade clause prior to the season i think in july Depends on the player, I suppose, but like I feel like he would have to have Buffalo on that, right? Like I would think, probably. Like, like there's no. So way. I don't know, like what I didn't know that either prior to now. To be honest, I had no idea that he had no tra- no movement clause. I didn't either. I thought he just. I I didn't think they would have given it to him. Um, yeah, I'm surprised. A full one also, too, because he wasn't that good at the. Sorry, he wasn't that good at the service. I mean, he was good at the service contract, but like, he wasn't like a full no movement clause guy. Like that's surprising. It makes sense though, because they kept they, his contract is low. I mean, they they got him on a really team friendly deal, so that might that have probably been why. yeah. No, nah, that makes sense. That's what Tampa Bay does. They sign all these guys to cheap, and they give them no movement clauses. So mm-hmm. makes sense. So, so I mean, maybe yeah. So I guess if you're in a, in this scenario, if you're trading Sabanajad, you have to bring in a third team. But if you're not going to tr- include him, Heedle's got to be one of those guys you trade. Unfortunately, yeah, and it that's, that's going to break your heart. It would it sucks, but if it gets Eichel, you know what? I'm I'm all for it. Um, so Heedle, Niels Lundqvist, since he's our best defensive prospect, I don't necessarily know if they're looking for a defenseman like you mentioned, but you know, I, it throw it in there as a sweetener. If they want someone else, they want someone else. Um, I'd be I think willing to part ways with Fox over. Miller, if if they wow. if they're yeah. looking for a defenseman, I love Fox, but I think Miller has a really high upside. And if Lundqvist isn't going to do it for him, Lundqvist is a guy that's like Fox. He's just a little smaller, so I mean, like if he's going to provide just as much offense and be solid defensively, yeah. I think Lundqvist would definitely. I mean, he 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 brings up the trade value a lot. I just wasn't sure if like he'd be like the guy, but like if you include no, a Badger like, or somebody, yeah, I totally agree. You're you're I, you totally got it. like I think. You got to include Heedle, Lundqvist. I think um, 
I think another prospect, and and, and the reason Zach why Zach Jones I, maybe maybe Zach yeah, Jones like like but I also feel like Zach Jones you could re- like you could replace Lundquist with him like I feel like those guys it's either one or the other I feel like and then if I'm the Sabers I'm either looking for a player that I didn't list as like one of my guys like if they're looking for like a Booch or um. I don't think Goji, maybe Kravstov or something. I think like a another high level prospect for them is probably what they'd be shooting for. And then yeah. the picks, I think if you're going to give up uh, a high, two high level prospects, a solid young player, I don't think you're going to get three picks. I think you're only going to be giving up two. Yeah, two would make sense. Three is like three's a lot. Like three's a stretch. Like if you're giving up that much, like a couple blue chip prospects, like I think two would definitely get the job done at that point. Mm-hmm. And and especially if one's tr- this year, top 10. Like that makes sense. And that's and that's I think the trade that the Sabres should make um when it comes to uh you know uh, you know trading Eichel. But the trade I think that they, you know, you would hope for for Rangers sake that they make is you throw Strom in there, uh, mm-hmm. maybe Howden, uh Lundquist again. <laughs> um Jack Johnson. Another, <laughs> yeah. I think I think Strom Lundquist uh a really good prospect, like a high level prospect, and then those two picks, and then maybe like a second rounder. I think that could get that done in an ideal world too. Um, that and I should in an, in an extremely ideal world, I think trading Strom is going to be very difficult. Um, maybe even they throw in the sweetener of uh, not even really a sweetener. It's more of like a like a like a sour grape of Tony D'Angelo, <laughs> who I completely forgot is on this team. A sour grape. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> You know, I think he's still an option too. I mean, um, so I mean, it's 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 going to be interesting to see what ends up happening with this. I think the longer Buffalo waits, the worse the package is that they get. I don't for know Michael. though. I don't know. Like it, it's so like I think you, I think it could be right, but I think it also equally could be right that it gets better. Like I really don't know what to make of it. I feel like that's the fun of this because like. I think it's impossible to know. Like, I think the Rangers are in a really good foothold for it, and it would be exciting to see him there, especially that David Quinn connection. But like, mm-hmm. it could go like any way. Like, if if LA comes up and says, "Hey, we'll give you two first round picks," which may be really good picks, uh, Turcott, Kempe, um, and like Arthur Kaliev plus some somebody else, or like Bjornfoot and somebody else. Like, that's a pretty damn good package. Like, I would be, yeah, I'd that, be curious what he like, thinks of that though. Like, going to LA, like, yeah, like <laughs> I mean, that the but like. For me, that's the only team, realistically, besides maybe like the Lightning, because they have so many good like established players. But it's like they're so strapped for cash. It's like the, the Lightning yeah, to make that trade true. have to basically trade players. Like they're not really <laughs> trading prospects at that point. Like they're just yeah. trading away players, like Sergachev, Sorelli, uh, among other guys. Maybe even a point. Like you know, it's it's like you got to trade guys away. So it's like the 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 Kings make the most sense. Mm-hmm. In, in in a trade for Eichel if it's not the Rangers but it's it's like we're mentioning it's like you're gonna if you're not gonna give a byfield you're gonna have to give up Turcotte and you're gonna have to give up Kempe and you're gonna have to give up the picks and then yeah. another prospect so it's like it, it, it really I think at the end of the day boils down to where does Jack Eichel want to be does he want to move to LA or stay in, in New York because both teams I feel like can offer up identical trades it's just a matter of who buffalo feels like what buffalo feel like yeah who does buffalo feel preference? like they're getting yep. yeah exactly and like and, and and that also goes to like if they're going to do a hard rebuild a hard reset on everything again you know 
you, they, they're going to have to take a step back and say, how, what are we building and how are we starting it? Like mm-hmm. if we're trading away Eichel, are we going to build around Darlene? Are we going to build around Skinner, even though that's not a guy we should be building around? Like, are we going to build around someone we trade for Eichel for? So it's like, okay, so like you got to think about those things too. And it's just like the way the Sabres are run and just the way they do things. It's <laughs> Never just like now, the, man. You, the Pagulas are... They're yeah. not thinking like that. It's just like you've 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 ruined that franchise, and it's just such like, multiple just, times it, over, multiple times it's, over. It, it's in such a disarray. It's like at a certain point, you know, I I don't I don't know. It's 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 I, I don't think my only point to if the saber the longer the sabers wait, the worse that trade gets is just, is is because. You, you as a team know right now that Jack Eichel wants out of Buffalo. If you, if the Sabres wait too long and they're like, okay, we have no other option but to trade him, teams that would have traded for him six months before that are going to go, yeah, we tried giving you an offer when you, again, still weren't ready to give him up and now you're ready to give him up. That offer is off the table. This mm-hmm. is the new offer. So that's why I'm saying like offers are going to get worse is because if I'm a GM, a smart GM, I'm not going to give you the same thing I offered you six months ago. If you made me wait six months, I'm going to say piss off. The offer got worse because you guys waited. But then another team's going to come in though. Like I feel like the teams are going to swoop in on Ico. Like I feel like that. I feel like that you're totally right if this was like a – like a, even if it was like an elite player, like I think that'd be true. Like depreciating value, I think it's totally correct. But I feel like if you're waiting for the value to drop, then some team is going to swoop in and take Geico, especially under a no no movement clause. And also, I, I would mean, figure yeah, like they, conference versus non conference makes a difference. I think like Rangers versus Kings, like playing him six times, five times a year versus two, like I feel like that would make a difference. Get him out of your conference. Like what if the Sabers wind up against the Rangers and the playoffs one day <laughs> yeah god god knows the sabers not gonna make the playoffs anytime soon side note really really fun anecdote i saw a tweet the other day it was like <laughs> this is a picture from the last time the sabers made the playoffs yes that's the atlanta thrashers they were playing like yeesh the thrashers were still around but i mean i feel like that's also i don't think that's as big of a consideration but still probably of note but yeah i mean and i and i i and i agree with what you're saying is that like that that another team could swoop swoop in and 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 make that trade, but I just feel like the only teams we're thinking of right now are L.A. and yeah, and New York. I just definitely. don't like. I honestly don't know who else could hop in, and it's like no insider has mentioned any other teams that have really like called Buffalo besides those two teams. Like, I feel like if you're the Sabers, you have to look towards a big market to make mm-hmm. that trade only because those markets have the cap space and the you know most likely the prospects and because it's like yeah sure you could trade you could you know maybe maybe eichel goes to carolina but it's like you know it's because they have a ton of prospects and a ton of good players and it's like for like the last f- five years have been drafting really well <laughs> a lot of their picks are hitting they're unbelievable like, yeah it's like you know but I don't think they have the piece to get the, it done, the, but that was the just cap space example. is also an issue. Yeah. It's like they're they're not they're like a mid market team. Yeah, they can't afford ten million dollars you know, right now. Like yeah, that's a ten lot million of money. dollar guy. You know that's that yeah, that's a ton of money, and it's like 
you we the, you, then uh, and you run into the problem you have it and, and this is why you can't have an extremely skilled team and you're gonna have to get those you know the grinding fourth line type guys mm-hmm. because when you got too many stars on the team and everyone wants a paycheck and you got a flat cap and the cap's only 81 and a half 82 million and you know guys are asking for you know what is Aho making? Like eight million, <laughs> yeah. or something like something, that. Something like, like that, yeah. Like nine thanks, something. Thanks, thanks, Montreal. Mon- Montreal. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. he's he's making you know not as much money as he should be making. And then you then you throw Eichel in the mix. He's making ten. Svechnikov needs a contract. He's going to be getting paid. Um, you know, no, it's uh, definitely a consideration. Yeah, you're right. So it's like I, I don't know. It's such a weird situation. Buffalo is. It's in, wild. Buffalo is in a, a, a really tough spot, and I think. They they can't really they, like they, there's no room for error making this trade and I feel, I feel like, like they're gonna get blasted either they're, way <laughs> they're gonna screw it up because it's the NHL because GMs make what they feel are good trades and most fans are like what what were you thinking when you did this trade I mean like going back to the Sagan trade at the yeah like you mentioned he was a young player but it's like. The three guy, it was it was like the 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 Bruins gave not only Sagan away, but they like included other players yeah, like and Rich, got only Rich, three back. Rich Peverly, good player. <laughs> like like Riley Smith was the only player they got back, and he doesn't play for them anymore. He's like he's tearing <laughs> he's it up long, in Vegas. He's, like he's long you gone, let him, yep. yeah, you guys let him go. It's like you have Trev, nothing to yeah. show for that trade. One of the guys retired in twenty sixteen. <laughs> really? Oh, yes. Was it was it Peverly? It had to be Peverly. Yeah, I'm gonna look, look up the the, the trade tree for that because now I'm curious. But, but yeah, I mean, um, that's pretty much it for the Eagle talk. Just some other oh, stuff. While Kevin's doing some research. Uh, yes. The Rangers changed their Lady Liberty jerseys. Uh, they made the gray slightly lighter, um, so you could see the numbers and the nameplates better. And um, Tony D'Angelo has realized that the trade market does not like him. And he has requested the <laughs> he has requested the range uh, to the Rangers. He has sent a request to them saying that at this point he just wants to play hockey and he is willing to be loaned out to an AHL team. Um, and the Rangers are on board with it because they don't want him in Hartford. They said, "quote You are not welcome in Hartford," but also um, makes sense. But also, um, basically, they have to have a team be you know say okay yeah we'll do it so i mean it's like if he's not welcome in hartford most teams are gonna be like yeah why are we gonna let him with our prospects yeah especially for like for no gain of their own like it's just a loan like this is what happened with josh host saying he went to san antonio like i get he's a good player and he he's obviously would probably tear up the ahl because he's a very good player in the nhl but like why take that baggage for just improving your ahl team and taking away prospect like prospect time on ice like mm-hmm. it doesn't really make sense to me he it, it's just a bad situation at this point, they should just loan him to overseas. Oh yeah, if they could. definitely. I think I feel like they can. I don't know though, but it's just a it's such a bad situation. But yeah, Boston also has nothing to show for the Tower Second trade now. By the way, they got uh, Riley Smith, Louis Erickson, Joe Morrow, Matt Frazier, and then they packaged Smith with Mark Savard's contract to Florida for Jimmy Hayes, and then Jimmy Hayes was trash and walked via free agency. So good work, Boston. They also lost uh, Rich Peverly in that deal. Who's a good NHLer? That's just uh, so. Absolutely brutal, but that's neither here nor there. So, so that's the tr- type of trade that you get. It for, could happen. For, yeah. So it's like you never really know. Imagine being Buffalo's GM. Yeah. Speaking of GMs, like 
Kevin Adams, he got the job after they fired. This is his first season, I think. Like his first move was to like trade for Eric Stahl. They signed Taylor Taylor Hall. It's like this guy who's like a Hurricanes executive. He wasn't even like a former assistant GM or GM. Like they hired him. Like it was kind of a weird hire. And I was like, hmm. Like, but he made some good moves. And I was like, okay, maybe this guy's like got down. But like, talk about a trial by fire now. Like he, I feel like he made the moves. Like I don't want to say the Sabers were like going to be good this year because I feel like we both knew that they weren't. But I feel like he made some good moves. He did. I think. I think he made moves to try to. Uh, and this is, I think, something we, we, you know, talked about for a long time. He basically made moves to appease Jack. Yeah. He basically no, was like, you sure. know, we we want to keep him around as long as he can, especially since you knew go like that summer. Like I, I, there was apparently something. I don't think he requested a trade, but there was something. The the organization knew he wasn't happy this summer. Yeah. It's like he he's he's made enough statements. Um, to where it's like you, you kind of know, like, oh, he's 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 a pretty pissed off guy, isn't he? It's like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because your organization's trash. <laughs> um, so it's like, you know, w- what do we do? Um, m- m- maybe get some better players. Like, there's, I don't know, but ultimately, like, yeah, it's it's, it's trial by fire for Kevin Adams. He spells his name really weird too. Yeah, with he's, a Y. Yeah, screw so you. strange. Yeah, now like now I can eye like the uh, like the like the cool cats named Kevin. Mm-hmm. So but, but yeah, that's that's pretty much that. Anything? It'll be fun to it'll be fun to revisit this podcast once we um. So what what what's I totally cut you off in the middle of your trade. Like gun to your head, Rangers trade for Jack Eichel. Who what what is the trade? Who are they giving up? I guarantee, like I'm gonna give you a trade, and we get Eichel back. Yeah, like this is it. Like this is this is your guess. Heedle, Lundqvist, high upside prospect, two first rounders. Fair. I think you might. I think that's pretty pretty accurate. I think you might see Strom in there too. But yeah, they're either going to try throwing Strom or maybe like a Howden in there. You know, they. I yeah. think they have a better shot at throwing. I think. The Rangers have a better chance if they threw Howden into the mix and, and sold him as this young, you know, he could fill in your bottom, you know. Probably how Tampa line. sold him. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know why. Like that was such that was, and that's Gordon's worst trade. It's like apparently the the Rangers scouts that should be fired were like when they made that trade, they threw JT Miller and they didn't. Yeah, I was going to say, what a, what they a weird throw him in to get Libor Hayek. They were like, the Libor Hayek is our guy. We think he's going to be the next yeah, big like, defensive prospect. A, Miller's tearing it up. Got like, out in two because it's like he, he apparently got like one or two, um, like comparisons to like a Max Pacioretty type guy. And it's like, he's not a Max Pacioretty. It's like, Pacioretty is actually good. Brett Howden can barely <laughs> yeah. skate. Like, he's literally just, like, I think Brett Howden hasn't scored a goal in a while. Um, he's He's got no points, no assists, I think like four penalty minutes uh, in his last, like, five games. He's just literally skating out there. He's not doing anything. He's just doing a cardio session. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's my, that's my <laughs> trade. Ultimately, let's go with... Skating. Pretty much. Let's go with Hedo Howden, Lundqvist, Prospect, two first rounders. Give me Jack Eichel. Don't know his number yet because nine's retired, but he'll figure it uh, out. Boom. Fair. 
I'm still still going Kako or Zabanjan. Rangers down the line, I think, you know, Truba's a tough contract to move because he has a full no-move clause, but, like, a guy like Kreider, I feel like the Rangers, it would hurt them to move, but it's like, again, we've mentioned it since they signed that deal. That was a bad contract to sign, so, like, do the right thing. But, like, if Truba doesn't improve within the next, like, year or two, I really do think he might be out the door. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, he's that guy that... Him and Kreider seem like the guys down the road that you're going to have to trade for cap, but you're going to have to include an asset maybe to do it, especially Kreider. I mean, it's tough because you it's like, oh, hindsight, oh, why did we sign that deal with Kreider if like we knew we'd be in cap trouble eventually? But like, how could you foresee getting Lafreniere, potentially getting That's Michael? the thing. Like, yeah. like you, you signed that deal before you knew you had the first overall pick yeah, in this draft. Exactly. So, so it's like, I don't necessarily blame them, but it's just like hindsight's twenty twenty, And it's like Kreider's playing pretty decent this year. I think he leads the team in leads the team in goals now. He's got ten after tonight. So I mean, yeah, it was good. All I mean, right, but we'll see though. Uh, I think it's going to be very interesting. They need to go back on this podcast if slash when Jack Ackle gets traded. But I think it's going to be until July. But we'll see what episode we're up to then. I would but, love uh, for it to be this summer because that would mean that this is an ultra jam packed summer for the NHL. Yeah, I think these next three games, if like the Sabers get. Swamped by the honors these three games. I think the Heat's really gonna be turned up though. Like something's gotta happen, but we'll see. It would I'm, be I'm... great if Eichel, like <laughs> in the season, was like, "Yeah, no, I'm I'm requesting a trade because no yeah. one no one would see that coming." It would be it would be some true true irony that would make me really question my life as an Islander fan if the Islanders beat the Sabres three straight times, and that's what causes Eichel to become a Ranger. Yeah, and just knowing how the world works, that's gonna gonna be what happens. Chef's kiss, <laughs> but that's that's pretty much that. I got nothing else. Yeah, you want to move some, on to some trivia? Some trivia? Yeah, you already mentioned the uh, the jerseys, correct? While I was looking yep. up the Tower Sagan, yeah, I don't know so, too much about it. So uh, hey, whatever, whatever they just, works. They, they literally just the complaining works. They just you know fans were like, we can't see the names and the numbers on TV, which is reasonable. <laughs> it was. I mean, it, it's a, it's a very minor change. I liked I liked a tweet about like the change because there was two pictures like side by side, and you, uh-huh. and then like you could like literally like you could see like I don't, they should have just went with white. I don't know why they went with gray, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it looks better now that you're lighter. That's pretty much that. Uh, do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go? You know? uh, I can go. I can go first this time. Uh, I'll try to find a couple of good ones. But uh, how many hat tricks? Did Pierre Turgeon obtain in his four seasons with the New York Islanders? When did he play? Um, the early nineties. So I don't think that was the dead puck era. No, yet. it was a little, little bit before. Yeah, so they were still scoring. Uh, for four tr- years. Four, four years. years. How many hat tricks? I'm gonna guess eight. Yeah, it was eight. <laughs> you always get these random ones right. Chris does not have any access to my trivia book. We record remotely. I wonder if anybody ever no, no, even knows that. There's no reason yeah. why I should know that. <laughs> Come on. You don't, you don't know how many he's got? I wonder if anybody knows that we record remotely. Like We can see each other, but we are not actually in the same room in case anybody is uh, curious of that fact. Uh, let me find another good one. Uh, yes. Senator Butch Goring proved to be a catalyst for the New York Islanders when he joined the team during the 1980 season before winning four straight cups. Which team traded Goring to the Islanders? I think most Islander fans would be able to get this. It's the, yeah, the Los Angeles Kings. So great trade, one of the best trades in Islander history. And just to end on a end on a great one here. Um, hold on, where'd it go? Oh, I lost it. 
Hold on one one moment, please. I lost my spot in the book. I should really highlight these honestly before I go. That would make sense, would it not? Because I found a good question. Oh, yeah. How many points did the Islanders star Jason Blake earn for the Islanders in 2006, 2007? 78. Uh, 69. Fuck. Nice. nice. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead. I feel like that was a good one then. <laughs> It was. All right. Uh, this is one no one's going to get. Uh, name the two <laughs> goaltenders who played for the Rangers in the 1969-1970 season. 69-70? <laughs> oh, God. I have no idea. Uh, Ed Giacomin and then uh, – Oh, of course. Terry Sawchuk. Terry Sawchuk was a Ranger? I'm probably going to get blasted for that. I never knew <laughs> that. What a last name, Sawchuk. That's a great hockey – talk about good hockey names. That's a great hockey mm-hmm. name. Uh, this is a fact – on March 3rd, 1973, Vic Hadfield had two goals and two assists in the Rangers' 6-3 win over the Red Wings. Good for him, I guess. Shout out, Vic. Um, all right, here's one that, that's – okay. Uh, <laughs> name the two players who scored 28 or more goals for the Rangers in the 2018-2019 season. 28 or more? Uh, they, yeah, they had 28 or more goals that's in 2018. It is. 2018-19. I'm trying to think when Panarin signed signed with the Rangers. He was not a Ranger yet. No, he wasn't. Okay, so I'm going to go with crap. That was the year before. This is a bad Jad and Rick Nash. Rick Nash was not on the team. Very close. Oh, did they trade him? Yeah, Rick Nash got traded the year before. Um, Ah, dang it. So I'll let you get – you got Miki right, so – uh, Kreider? There's no way Kreider yes, had was Kreider. What? <laughs> I never thought he had that many goals. That's pretty damn good. All right. I'll go on to the end of the week. Oh, yes. F- on, fired Friday, up. on Friday, March 5th, 1961, <laughs> uh, Cam- Camille uh, Henry scored three goals for the Rangers' 8-3 win over the Detroit Red Wings. We just were crapping all over the Red Wings in yeah, March. Just a casual eight-goal game. Like, just so, so commonplace back then. And then... Saturday, Sunday, a little, little last thing of trivia. On March 6, 1974, what defenseman had four assists in the Rangers' 9-2 win over the Montreal Canadiens? Like you had just mentioned, you know, those high-scoring games. <laughs> no no idea. 76? Uh, I, don't, I don't know either. Uh, Jules Marot? I don't, I don't know. Oh, okay. of course. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. He, Who he's listening. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> oh, I, I hope he's listening, and I, I hope I get a very mean DM. Like, who do you think you are? And I'm going to be like, uh, someone born almost 22 years after this happened. <laughs> old man. Uh, all right, all, all the ghosts of old. But um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Went went a little longer than we thought we would, but you that's know, okay. providing hope we provided you with some ha ha's, some gigs, yeah. some solid content. I think, we, I think we wrapped up pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, the Rangers playing again on Thursday. I, I don't know who they play. I should know. I think it's Boston. Uh, no, wait, no, it's definitely not Boston. Maybe Philly or Washington. It's got to be Philly or Washington. We just kidding. We play the Devils on Thursday. Okay, so I'm hoping um, we can continue with the beatdown of the yeah, uh, right. 
of these bad teams um, and, and hopefully the Devils aren't trying to have a, like a vengeance game because they lost tonight, but we That's will cool. see. They've lost like six out of seven though. They're on the, they're on the, I think the COVID pause really hurt them, but uh, they're definitely on the, the downward spiral. They, they came back hot, but they came back too hot. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, it always is, happens. I'm not surprised. Yeah. The Devils Side are also true. I was thinking, yeah, you're, you're also correct. I was honestly looking tonight. Wendy Ruff is playing all the young kids. Like, like half of their lineup is like super young. Like McLeod, Bastian, Sharon Govich, Smith. Um, there's a couple. Um, Maltsev. There's like all these young guys that they drafted. It's like hmm, I was kind of surprised. But I also, I also think it's because they really didn't have, don't have like any other options. Also, it's like <laughs> also probably a fair point. It's like, it's like we just got to play the kids. We got no one else. <laughs> I gotta give Lindy Ruff credit though. He doesn't like uh for having some years off as a head coach. He he doesn't look too bad. Yet, yet that's also true. That the Elaine Vigneault curse is slowly starting to take over in Philadelphia. I've noticed. Oh, so God. that's good. That's making me so happy because people in Philadelphia were like, "Oh my God, why would you say Elaine Vigneault is a bad coach?" And I'm like, "All right, you know what? Four years." I'll give you four years. I'm gonna when what what this is his second season there, I think. Yeah, um, only only so, second. So two seasons from now, I'm gonna check back in with all all the people I know who are Philly fans. I'm gonna be like, so uh, when's the fire Lindy uh, <laughs> fire uh, AV train gonna 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 take uh, leave the station because it's gonna they're, they're impatient too over in Philadelphia. Yeah, you know they're they're a franchise that are that are they're hungry for some success that just. They ca- they cannot get um. Yeah, you know what's been, you know what's really upsetting while. me though about Philly is that Kevin Hayes looks a lot better than I thought he would, and I drafted him in our fantasy <laughs> league, and I and I dropped him the night of. My girlfriend's probably gonna listen. <laughs> my girlfriend's gonna listen to this, and she's gonna be pissed at me again because she told me to draft him, and I did, but I didn't have any wingers, and being that it was like my first time in like a fantasy like hockey league, I really didn't like. Like I knew there were some wingers still left, and I didn't want to like lose out on anyone. And I ended up getting LeBanc from uh, the, the 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 Sharks. So I'm like, Staten Island's a, finest. It wasn't like a complete like screw up, but I didn't realize nah, Kevin Hayes would get like picked up pretty quickly, and then like have games where again he's like not noticeable and has like zero fantasy points. But then other games where he has like 15 points, and you're just kind of like, oh well, I wish I had that in my lineup. Yeah. So he, big screw he, up he, by he, me. He, he does surprise me. I I really I I try to hold my. I feel like I have a lot of respect for most NHL players. I really just don't like Kevin Hayes. I I, I just something that's, about him. I just like the way he fine. acts on ice and like honestly, just like the way he acts off ice. I just something about him just doesn't strike me the right way. Seems I'm sure he's very nice, but I liked him more as a Ranger. But since the Rangers got rid of him, I've liked him. Like he's funny on chicklets, but like I, yeah. I, you know, I'm I'm not going out of my way to look at Kevin Hayes' content. Um, <laughs> he's mic'd up a lot now. They're really running yeah. with him. Yeah, I think that's. I think they. I don't. I, I don't know. I think Philly will regret overpaying him. You know, yeah. I still. Uh, I mean, he's I making like the, seven point two five mil for like six more years. Like it's gonna come be, become a bad contract. Yeah, like that's the thing. Like I really do think like like right now, like when he's playing well, that contract looks good. But it's like. Wait till the Kevin Hayes we all know, you know, comes back. You know, when when he's just not doing anything for you, and he's just an average guy. I mean, he's so, about to. He's going to turn twenty nine this off season or during the season. Oh like, my, yeah, already tw- <laughs> right. That's crazy. 
I, uh, what? I can't believe he's been in the league for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Like, this, is like, eighth, this is eighth year in the league. Like, oh, Sorry, seventh, 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 but still. Yeah, like he, he just he, – I don't think he played any AHL. I think like he did his junior year and then like was playing for the Rangers because they were in a playoff push. Yeah. Or something he, um, like that. I just closed it. He literally left Boston College and he played four years there and then the Blackhawks traded him to the Rangers – uh wait what oh sorry oh he was a speaking <laughs> wow how ironic huh he was initially his draft pick was initially part of the Ilya Kovalchuk trade how how ironic and then it got traded to the Blackhawks and sorry he signed with the Rangers but still very everything ironic. everything in the NHL is cyclical you can tie <laughs> together like ninety percent of the league due to trades and stuff that have happened years before, because that's just how it's the NHL operates. It's a cyclical league. It really is. Like you could probably like, I, I swear, like there's still like most NHL. I think I forget what the stat was. Like there's one point where like literally everybody in NHL had a tie to Yarmir Yager, either playing with him or playing with somebody who played with him. Like through like for the last, like, 30 years like 40 years like it's crazy so it, it really is cyclical but that's that and that's i think a good place to wrap it up talking about how cyclical the nhl is yeah thank you again for tuning in and listening we really appreciate it episode 20 20 episodes in the book that's great love to see it feels feels really good we'll have a guest on soon we're we're, we're still working on it but we'll have a guest on soon uh, maybe we'll do another mailbag at some point. Who knows? Maybe Eichel will get traded by it before the before the, before the next podcast. <laughs> sure, I was gonna say I'm sure he'll get traded tomorrow before we post on Thursday. Emergency, emergency Wednesday post. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. That's how the world works. Um, thank you for sticking with us when we had technical difficulties last week. Oh my god! Um, we're was... not gonna dive. We're not gonna dive too <laughs> deep into it. But the, the uh, file was almost lost. The it file was. was it would have sh- been our first lost episode. Shout out to we would have re-recorded, but it would have it definitely would have been the same because like we we do this on the fly. Like no, like we we have a general outline of like bullet points we want to do, but like this is pure like conversation. Like this is just all it is. But like shout out to Zencaster who we use for our podcast. I mean, it, it did ultimately like not upload the file, but they were great. They told us like some code to put in to recover it, and it worked. So shout out to them. But it was quite the it was quite the time last Wednesday. Or Thursday, I should say, trying to figure that out. Yeah, we almost had our first lost episode, which would have been sick. <laughs> we were we were but, not um, happy, but hey, all is well that ends well. But yeah, thank you again for for that. Thank you for all the support you guys have been showing us, and and uh, on Twitter, all the love and whatnot. You know, means a lot to us. But as per usual, you know, make sure you're liking and subscribing to us on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on. Uh, make sure that you leave a nice little review for us. You know, that really does help, you know, the, the podcast grow. Uh, we are trying to to grow the podcast. And I think we're going to try to be, you know, have a better online presence on Twitter yeah. and everything. Um, yeah. And then just, yeah, if you want to follow us on our personal accounts, uh, they're they're linked in the Twitter Twitter account, so feel free to follow us there. Um, and that's pretty much that. Thank you again. You know, yes, another another week in the book uh, in the books. You know, uh, <laughs> hopefully uh, the Rangers could string together some wins against uh, the Devils. They do play at the Prudential Center, so um, it's gonna be I think tough with Devils fans there. Mm-hmm. That's just the other thing, uh, just completely. I don't like when the, the devils do some like you suck chant. 
And it's one of the most annoying things in the world. I don't yeah, get like it. After 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 goals, is that it? I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Stupid. almost as annoying, if not, it's almost as annoying as the Potvin sucks chance. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, I am so, I am someone who's like, we why? Like that's fine anyone... when he's like, like when he when he was playing, like, but like he the guy retired like thirty years ago. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's it's one of the things that I don't like about the Rangers besides dancing Larry or dancing Steve, whatever that <laughs> fucking bald fuck's name is. I he's another guy that annoys the shit out of me. Um, when I go there and he's just like, they play the same song and he does the same thing, and everyone's like, "Isn't it great?" I'm like, "No, it's not great. This is like like." A, like a middle-aged bald man dancing and like he's tried getting better season tickets he's a he took a season ticket holder and apparently someone told me like a couple years ago he like because they feature him now like he was just a guy who was doing it for fun i think and then like (laughs) they made him like part of the msg spectacle which i'm like why did it have to be that guy and he was like okay i'll do it but can i get better seats and they were like no (laughs) he he was like okay and they're like yeah you're gonna dance for us that's rough it's like indentured servitude, basically. That's messed up. Like I think they upgraded his seats a little bit, but like he was asking for, I think, seats behind like the bench. Yeah, naturally. And they were like, and they were like, uh, no, because that's where the celebrities sit, and you just you you're a bald man that dances for us, you know. Can't, between the, can't do that you know, next to the, Noah Syndergaard or Coy Grace Moretz. Yeah, when Nick Mangold is 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 sitting there, and, and you, it, he was there tonight, by the way. Um, mm. You know, uh, you're you're like I don't even think it's like he's either second or third period that they do the bang, dang, 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 bang. Once you hear that, you just know that's <laughs> the, 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 it's usually during a commercial break too. You just know that he's gonna come out from somewhere and he's gonna start dancing. Some people are gonna like it. If you're like me and you're very cynical, you're like, oh, it's 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 dancing Steve or dancing Larry or yeah, it's Larry. It's <laughs> dancing Larry. Stop dancing. <laughs> Stay what home. A, what a way to end the pod. <laughs> you suck. But Kevin, you got anything else to say? Nah, all good. Good episode. Good episode. Very good episode. Let me know if you're a Dancing Larry fan. In, in, or if you're uh, Dancing Larry. If you're Dancing Larry, let us know as well. If you're list, if Dancing Larry is listening to this, you'll be our first guest. And I need to. I need. I, need I will gladly moderate I've, a debate between Chris and Dancing Larry. So like we can make that de- happen. It wouldn't even be a debate. I would just be like, why are you still doing this? And when are you going to stop? <laughs> Maybe it'll happen. Never know. <laughs> that's 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 the debate. It would just be why are you a shill for this team? But yeah, what a what a, what a way to end. <laughs> but yes, thank you all, right. all for listening. Yeah, I mean that's about an hour ten, like like usual. But uh, if you made this far to the to the off the rails part, thank you. And uh, yeah, we can wrap it up. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for me. That's it from Kevin. Thank you again for listening. Episode 20 in the books. We will be back next week. Make sure you listen to this episode as it releases on Thursday. Have a great weekend. Peace.